At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast. It's Josh Applebaum. He's out in Boston. Good afternoon, Josh. How are you? Good afternoon, Pritch. Uh, big day today. I think one takeaway before we get to it, I'm really excited to talk to Adam Burke, go through some of these games because uh, they've been going back and forth and you were spot on, Pritch, where changing these protocols, uh, getting players maybe quicker back to the field has caused some caused some huge back and forth line moves. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that with Adam. Big NBA day, college basketball day. We got NHL coming back. But Pritch, one comment on late movement. So uh, I think it's really important late moves just in general. You know, and late move to me is on game day, but really, you know, last hour, hour and a half, last Thursday, 30 minutes before a game starts really meaningful because that's when limits are raised and big bets come in. So we saw that with Houston yesterday where they were, you know, pretty much a pick them or, or, or getting a point and they flipped to a favorite there late minus one and a half. They get it done. Uh, same thing with air force, you know, had a late move there in their favor going from a pick them to minus one. They get it done. Minnesota late uh, where they were minus five all day, shoot up to six and a half and they cover. So I think with all this COVID stuff going on, Pritch waiting it out and seeing these late moves to me, they're even more meaningful than usual. Uh, and I, would just say it happened again pritch leach in the revenge game oh. there was a comment he did he couldn't even keep track of the opt-outs we had another late opt-out so yeah. throw mississippi state throw that one out same thing that happened in the north texas game uh but leach sounded off on that and i'm with him he didn't even know who was out there and who wasn't and that was a tough break for betters who laid the points because those late opt-outs really hurt you with mississippi state yeah bowl season's been kind of tricky uh, that's for sure uh, josh but the uh, impactful news uh, of the day yesterday happened after the show that was the passing of john madden uh, and uh, when you talk about a legendary figure, a legendary person, a guy who helped grow the game, uh, the National Football League, Hall of Famer coach, everybody knows that. A Hall of Fame person, too. Uh, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to meet him a few times as a player, certainly. Um, Josh, I mean, you look at his impact on the game. Uh, when he was a personality on the sidelines in the 70s as a coach, uh, you're going up against Chuck Noll, you're going up against Shula, you're going up against Landry, all those stoic head coaches. And But you saw this guy larger than life on the sideline, right, with the Raiders. Uh, and then he brought that to the booth. That's what separated him from everybody else, the stoic nature of the National Football League, the no, no fun league, really, at times, Josh. And then John Madden said, look, you can have fun. You can have personalities. You can be an entertainment uh, value. You can have that, which spectacular fashion John Madden had that entertainment value on the broadcast as well, uh, Josh. But the impact, too, I think that's felt and continues to be felt uh, is how he helped grow the game, expand the game. 
I mean, you think about the Madden game, the video game, and, and what it's done for our league. I've been a member of the National Football League for 30-plus years, Josh, uh, and so I'm a proud member of the NFLPA in that regard. And I fully understand the impact of John Madden, too, and, and the growth of the game. For instance, when free agency came on board uh, my second year in the National Football League, our salary cap was $50 million. I mean, that, that's Patrick Mahomes' annual salary now, right? That, that's, that's Dak Prescott, $40 million man a year. Uh, now the salary cap is in excess of $200 million, uh, And John Madden uh, cer certainly uh, helped produce that expansion. Uh, and, and so the passing of John Madden, I got the news yesterday after the show. Uh, it, it hit. It really did because uh, he's a legendary figure, a legendary person, uh, and certainly will uh, sorely be missed. A lot of tributes have uh, come in. Uh, a lot of people paying the respect uh, for John Madden, and rightly so. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, everyone's got their different John Madden stories. Now, I'm kind of different. You know, I'm 34 years old, Pritch. I don't ever remember Madden as the coach, mm. Madden as the player, kind of those early days. To me, the first time I ever knew a Madden, I was 13 years old watching the Patriots play the Rams in the greatest show on turf. And my greatest memory is when the Patriots had the ball late, Madden said they should just take a knee and, and good look for overtime. But what did they do? The Patriots went for it, ended up winning the game. And then also when I went off to college, Pritch, uh, I'm really identified with Madden with the video game because, mm -hmm. you know, I went into my dorm room at the University of Vermont, the weird, awkward thing where you don't know anyone in the hall. Someone had the Madden video game. We started playing the video game. We did it all throughout college. That's really how I identify with Madden. So really an absolute icon here who's uh, grown the game in an exponential way. I was seeing something on the news about how, you know, going international and people playing the Madden game right. really opened up football in corners of the globe that never even knew about football. So uh, condolences to his family, an absolute legend. Uh, and really just when it comes to the greatest duo in the booth, Pritch, it's Summerall and Madden. Those are really my early days of, of watching football. And as betters, I think we owe Madden uh, such appreciation here for growing the sport, making it bigger, and making it welcoming to everybody. So uh, really a, a tough thing to see, and really condolences to the whole Madden family. Yeah, absolutely. Well said right there, too, Josh. I mean, we think about VSIN and what we do here. Uh, we are leading the way, too, of the next expansion of uh, the National Football League, if you think about it from a sports <laughs> betting standpoint and uh, sports in general. Uh, so happy to be involved uh, in the next phase of expansion in professional sports and happy to be involved with this guy who's in studio with us right now, the return of Adam Burke, VSEN Sports betting analyst. Adam, how are you? I'm good. What a strong transition there from you, Pritch. I really like it. But <laughs> to Josh's point, you know, just drinking beers in the dorm room, betting on Madden games against each other, setting lines, all that kind of thing. I mean, that's certainly the way that, you know, I was exposed to John Madden playing the video games growing up for Sega and all of that. Uh, tremendous loss to be sure. And also too, you know, this is a good learning experience for me mm -hmm. as somebody who, you know, didn't know John Madden as a coach, yeah. don't have a ton of memories of John Madden as an analyst, you know, to read all of the tributes and, and read about what he contributed to the game long before the video game was even a thing. Uh, you know, that's been nice to read. Obviously I wish it was under different circumstances, but uh, a legend and a Titan in the industry for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and you think about uh, what we're doing and what we're going to do today on the show uh, as we look forward to these games for sure. Uh, COVID, uh, the volatility with COVID, right? Um, yesterday on the show, we talked about this a little bit in terms of the NFL moving the goalpost. Uh, just the history of the league, uh, from my experience, I knew this was going to happen in terms of moving the goalposts. What's best for that shield? Uh, and what's best for that shield is to have star players, to have star personalities on the field. Uh, and so we know that the NFL wanted to carve out a path 
uh, to allow that to happen. And they did that with the changing of protocols, with that help and an assist from the CDC, for sure. Uh, that gave them strength for that. But you look at some of this line movement, Adam and, and Josh. I mean, it's really incredible. Uh, you know, we were talking about the Colts uh, for that situation. It got down to two, two and a half at some places. Now, if you were savvy enough and, and you listened to the show, you could have grabbed the Colts at minus two right there. What did you think of that as that line shifted to COVID volatility in general for the National Football League? Yeah, you know, what I think was really interesting was I was watching the, the odds screen yesterday, and you saw that line go from seven and a half to six and a half. Mm -hmm. And your first immediate thought is, is it Jonathan Taylor or is it Carson Wentz? Because you knew it was one of the two. Mm -hmm. And as you said, I mean, the NFL now moving the goalposts, changing around the protocols. I wish they'd done it two weeks ago because it would have helped my Browns out quite mm -hmm. a bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, th this was kind of inevitable for them to do this because – there's a lot of money on the line right. at this point in time with these playoff races, with the playoffs in general, and wanting to make sure that you've got every team able to put its best foot forward. But yeah, from a betting standpoint, I mean, basically that it's just been chasing COVID news the last three weeks, whether it's college football or the NFL, um, you know, and that's still going to be a thing here where, you know, it's five days to get cleared, you know, so the news that breaks Thursday, Friday, still going to have an impact on the betting markets to be sure. Yeah, Josh, and for you, I mean, you chase uh, and you look at uh, sharp movement for sure, and you study that, and, and you're awesome with it. Uh, I mean, how do you follow line movement like that? I mean, it's so volatile uh, in nature when you look at this in particular game. Yeah, so I think we got to just roll the punches here. And to me, kind of one thing that we talked about from the very start is waiting, waiting, waiting. I think if you get in a situation where you bet a game too early, yeah, it could break your way, like in that Dolphins games against the Saints, where if you grab the three, I mean, it didn't matter in the end. They cover all the numbers. But you think of it the other way. What if you laid an early three with the Saints and you mm -hmm. see it go to plus three? So I think my thing is just wait it out, uh, get as much clarity and information as you can. I think with the CDC kind of changing their guidelines from 10 days to five days, they really uh, gave the NFL the opportunity opportunity to let these guys test negative or for asymptomatic get back on the field so i think right now with the changing of the protocols i think you're in this again waiting stage and, and with that colts game your guys are totally right you know they open seven seven and a half they get all the way down to two you could have low water marked them. I was even thinking of maybe teasing up the Raiders if they're going up against Ellinger. But then with uh, the change of protocols, you're seeing it now tick up back to six. So I'd wait these games out. Uh, and to me, I think that's kind of the best way uh, to approach it because guys who are out and like even the Chargers, that game, you mm -hmm. know, that thing got down, uh, I think, to like uh, five and a half against the Broncos. They could have some guys playing. Now it's back to six and a half. So don't dismiss these guys and say they're definitely out with the changing rules. They have more time and more opportunities to get back and play these games. You know, and I think something that's really interesting here, you talk about this from a risk tolerance standpoint. You know, do you want to try and get line value or do you want the full picture of information? And I think that's been a struggle with a lot of people that are out there, professional betters, sharp betters, guys that shape the markets. You know, is that something that they want to do? Do they want to try and get the early line, hope the COVID news falls their way, or do they want to make sure that they've got that full picture of information? And that's been a real struggle here, to be sure, over the last several weeks. So, Pritch, it's just, you know, a very fluid situation as everything else has been. But seeing the different mindsets and mm -hmm. mentalities and the way to approach it, I think has been kind of fascinating for, you know, I mean, it's not uncharted territory anymore because we had it last year. Yeah. But hopefully this will be the last year we have to deal with it. Well, well, we're starting, I mean, the first day of the week in terms of preparation, physical preparation on the field, and we're starting to get a slew of names uh, coming back from the COVID list, activated from the COVID list. And these are impactful names, too. In particular, you look at the, the Colts, for instance. Whether Ellinger plays or not, Carson Wentz starts or not, I mean, you're getting Quentin Nelson and uh, some key members, Rocket Shin, Shin, and I mean, you're getting some key numbers, uh, some key players in, in terms of players coming back. 
uh, and that could impact this football game. So uh, with this path carved out uh, for guys to test out of the COVID situation, I, I always look at these games as if the premier players, the headline players are going to play because I think that's why uh, they changed the goalposts. They moved the goalposts. They want to make sure that these premium players will be out there for the playoffs, for sure. Uh, sign up for a play card, debit, MasterCard, and get paid faster than a paper check with a direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by Metabank NA member FDIC. Wow, what a first uh, block right there. First segment on the show. A lot more to get to with Adam Burke. He's going to stay with us here in studio. Got some big games uh, to break down on the schedule. Important games when it comes to the playoffs in the National Football League. Also get Adam's thoughts on college football. All that and more coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today, as well as Adam Burke, VSIN Sports Betting Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods uh, there. Great follow on Twitter. So, Adam, let's get to some games in the National Football League. A big game. I mean, the Chiefs and the Bengals. How about the Bengals with an opportunity not only to win a division, but a chance to really prove themselves worthy in the AFC and the National Football League? I mean, Zach Taylor, uh, surprising season for the Bengals for sure. Uh, a young group of players that don't know anything or don't know differently than what they're playing right now, but outstanding production so far. Yeah, absolutely. A really intriguing game, intriguing line movement in this one too, where you do see the Chiefs growing into a little bit bigger of a favorite on the road. Maybe some questions out there about the Bengals and about if they are for real, right? Because look, Winning is one thing. Sustaining winning is another. And winning these types of games, as you know, is an altogether different thing. I mean, this isn't a must-win game for them, but it is one where they obviously want to show as well as they possibly can. The thing of it is, I mean, is anybody in the NFL playing as good as Kansas City right now? 
they've figured it out. Mahomes has figured it out. And they'll probably be able to get to Joe Burrow as everybody else has because the Bengals' offensive line play has just been terrible. Mm. I don't know what I would do with this game. Obviously, you want to think over with the two quarterbacks, the skill position guys, and all of that. This total has gone up a little bit, but, man, a very difficult handicap, I think. But I do respect the money that's coming on Kansas City here so far, and I think that that's probably the right side, but maybe not one I'm going to play. Adam, you're a Cleveland guy, so I got to ask you about uh, your take on the Browns here going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what I've seen is uh, kind of publicly in Cleveland, they're kind of off this Pittsburgh bandwagon where, you know, you get rolled by the Chiefs, you can't do anything on offense. Big Ben looks a million years old, but really it kind of opened, you know, uh, three, it's kind of stayed three, and there's a lot of juice on Cleveland, minus three, minus 115, like it may get to the hook, but they really don't want to get out there. So I'm actually looking at maybe the Steelers, if you can get the hook three and a half, uh, you're looking at Mike Tomlin as a dog, 65 percent ATS in his career dogs off a blowout loss of 20 or more cover 60 percent of the time last decade are you thinking along the same lines if you take your your fandom out and just look at this game uh from a X's and O's standpoint what's your take on Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh Steelers well look I mean the Browns obviously should have beaten the Packers last week it was the four turnovers that wound up wound up hurting them they badly outgained Green Bay from a yards per play standpoint and they've actually done really well since that New England game defensively especially on early downs Joe Woods has done a pretty good job with this defense as a guy that I haven't been too high on throughout the year and I know uh, Pritch isn't a big fan of, of what he does either but look the reality is that the Browns are the better team. I mean, Pittsburgh is not a very good team. Big Ben does not look good at all whatsoever. I know you've got the Tomlin factor, but the Browns have no excuse for losing this game. I mean, they should absolutely win this one now that they have everybody back. I think the line absolutely reflects that. I'm not going to bet it because I've seen this play out a million times as a Cleveland sports fan, <laughs> but this is a situation where I do think that the respected money is on Cleveland as of now, but I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a two and a half pop later in the week as somebody plays Mike Tomlin in that dog role that you mentioned, Josh. I think there's chemistry issues on both sides too, with the Browns and the Steelers. So when it comes to chemistry with coaches and players, quarterbacks uh, and players, uh, I mean, the, the chemistry the, the issues. The John right? Johnson tweet during the game mm -hmm. about running the ball. Sure. Uh, that's not a good look. No, it's not a good look at all. But then the Steelers, they lost their offensive line coach. Well, he's at Oregon now. Mm -hmm. uh, they just, okay, you go, you get out of here. I mean, certainly you're, you're distracted. So, um, yeah, this is a tough game for me to bet as well. I want to get to a different game, though, jo uh, at Josh and Adam. Uh, the Rams and the Ravens. This game was flexed to 1 p.m. Eastern. That's an early start time for the Rams traveling across country. Lamar Jackson returns as well. You look at this line, it's minus 3.5 for the Rams, 46.5 is the total. The red zone issues for the Rams, 50%, 50%, 40% the last three games. The turnover issues, too, for Stafford. But then Lamar Jackson, can he provide enough juice and life into this Ravens roster that is depleted right now? You know, something to watch for this game, and I wrote about this actually today in the subscriber newsletter, and you can also read this over at vcin.com. A lot of games with wind as a factor this weekend. This could be one particularly in the second half as the winds are supposed to kick up throughout the day. So that could be something you want to look at from a second half standpoint in this game which I think makes this one really interesting because the Rams are in that early kick situation. Mm -hmm. They just played at Minnesota last week with an early kick. So back-to-back -back road games late in the year, that's obviously a very difficult spot for any team going west to east. The problem here for Baltimore, and there are a few of them, the secondary is awful. It remains awful. They've had a lot of attrition in the back seven, specifically in that secondary. And the other thing is, and this is why... I, there are a lot of reasons to hate Twitter, but there are a lot of reasons to like Twitter too. There was a clip today of Lamar Jackson at practice 
he looks bad. Okay. I mean, he was throwing, but he looked real bad, limping up to the next line of scrimmage for the drill and all of that. Does It looks like he's well below 100% for this game. And, look, he's probably going to be out there, and at 80%, he's better than a lot of the other guys that are out that are in you know, the NFL. But that's something you definitely want to follow very, very closely is see how he looks in practice on Thursday or Friday, see what the beat reporters are saying, kind of read the tea leaves and all of that, because obviously he means everything to this team because they have to outscore teams to beat them because they're not shutting anybody down. Adam, let me throw one more game at you. Another game that's kind of on that three and a half hook'em type number, but Tennessee playing Miami. Big game here for playoff implications. I'm seeing about two thirds of bets across the market on Tennessee going off that huge primetime win against the 49ers. And even though Miami's got this big win streak going, public still doesn't really believe in them. Maybe they're, you know, perception-wise, they're beating bad teams, they're beating teams with COVID. But I think that might provide an opportunity to grab the points with Miami. You know, a lot of these books open Titans laying three and a half, pretty much stayed three and a half. You know, at some shops it did hint maybe it would get down to three we're kind of sitting on that hook number you would look at a lot of systems here that would match miami uh conference dogs seven or less 71 and 41 ats this year 63 percent tennessee would have a rest advantage having played earlier in the week but any thoughts on this game you know would you lean miami in the hook are you going to wait this thing out or are we maybe undervaluing tennessee in this spot I love this game from a content standpoint. I think there's a lot to say about this game. A lot of what Josh said, of course, you've got Miami on this big winning streak. What's being held against the Dolphins is that they really haven't beaten anybody during this winning streak. I mean, you have to beat the teams that are on your schedule, especially to get back in the playoff race like Miami has. And the defense has played extremely well, but they have not beaten any kind of decent quarterback or really anything for the most part during this recent run. But at the same time, Tennessee's offense remains pretty poor without Derrick Henry. They've mm-hmm. had plenty of injuries at the wide receiver position as well. This is one of those games where you talk about the value of a line. You talk about the equity in a number. There's a huge difference between three and a half, excuse me, three and a half and three mm-hmm. in a game like this that with a low scoring total of 40 and two teams that are pretty much led by their defenses. So at three and a half, I think it's much easier to make a case for Miami at three then maybe you start to think about the Tennessee side or staying off the game. So this is one purely from a line equity standpoint where I think that hook really matters and really comes into play. Oh, that's interesting because I'm I'm looking at that game, evaluating that game as a bet on my card this week, and I've noticed something about Miami that teams can't figure out. Uh, We'll talk about that during the show for sure uh, as we progress during the week. Uh, How about that tease? I love it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So let's get to college uh, football because bowl season is upon us for sure. Uh, Oregon and Oklahoma. Interesting game because, okay, where's the head coaches in this one? Stoops. I just saw him out here in Vegas at the College Football Hall of Fame. He gave a great speech. Now he's going to be on the sideline for the Sooners. Uh, And then Oregon. I just also saw Oregon lay down in the Pac-12 championship game because of Mario and what was going on with their head coach. So uh, do you cap this game? Do you have a lean either way? Yeah, I mean, now that this one's up to a full seven, it's very, very hard to take the Oklahoma side. I hope maybe Oregon scores early and I can make a play on Oklahoma live. From a from a chemistry standpoint, I mean, Bob Stoops came in and said all the right things. And obviously Mm -hmm. he, you know, bleeds sooner red. But he came in and he's like, look, you know, I'll take over. You know, Lincoln Riley left us. That's fine. I'll Mm -hmm. take over. And for Oregon, massive state of flux for their program, obviously. Also, Oregon offensively is just not very good. I think the defense is okay. I don't really like their offense a whole lot. I think Oklahoma has the chance to really put a beating on them here if they want to. The seven is tough. You kind of lost some line value there, but I think it's Oklahoma or nothing in this game. I really do. 
Adam, only got about a minute and a half here, but any thoughts on Iowa State Clemson, the next bowl game coming up here, the Cheez-It Bowl, kind of been back and forth. At one point, Iowa State was minus two and a half. At one point, Clemson was minus two and a half. Uh, right now, 72% of bets at BetMGM are laying it with Clemson. You did have a big opt-out with Iowa State. Their star running back, Brees Hall, is going to miss this game. Any thoughts on this one, uh, Adam, here, next bowl game coming up? Yeah, the only thing I could play in this game is the under 44 and a half. I think this game's a rock fight. I mean, I, you know, look, I'm not a big Brock Purdy guy. DJ Uyagalele has not played well at all. The Clemson offensive line has not played well. The big question for me about Clemson in this game, both their coordinators are gone now. And specifically with Brent Venables gone, the defense probably just stays in their base, lets their athleticism take over. That's probably good enough to keep Iowa State at bay here. I don't think Clemson's offense does a whole lot. I like the under in this one, but I'm really interested to see the future of the Clemson program where now they don't have their coordinators. All Dabo does is complain about players making money. You know, maybe this is just the end of this Clemson dynasty. How about that? You had a great write-up in a college uh, football bowl guy too as well on the situation with Clemson. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the offensive line has been an issue. That's why I was on Georgia to start the season, Josh. Uh, we broke that down and have been on Georgia as well all season long. Uh, great to have you in studio. Thanks a lot for your time. Great to be back. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam Burke, the great Adam Burke, Beast in Sports Betting Analyst. Again, follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. When the show continues, though, uh, we are going to return to college football because it's championship week. Uh, college football playoffs is coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, I mean, college football bowl season is incredible. Uh, dicey at times, a bet, too. I mean, we Holiday Bowl, prime example. Uh, but a bowl game of your, has interest for you, Iowa State and Clemson. Uh, Adam Burke was just in the studio. He gave us a nice analysis there about Clemson, that situation uh, with the coordinators in, in that situation with that school. Uh, they're laying a point and a half against Iowa State. 45 is the total in this game. Yeah, so first off, Pritch, let's start with the total. And I'm kind of with Adam. I'm leaning pretty hard on his underplay. Uh, I think if you look at some of these uh, bet first dollar discrepancies from BetMGM, Pretty good discrepancy to the under. I mean, at Betham Gym right now, you're 50-50 right down the middle with the total in terms of bets, but 66% of money is on the under. And you did see some books that were 45 and a half down to 45, uh, maybe gets down to 44 and a half. So to me, this is kind of one of those classic public doesn't know what to do. And when tickets are split, theoretically a line shouldn't move at all, but it has trended a little bit to the under. So I would lean under a bit, especially with two really good defenses. But Pritch, my play here, this was kind of a late evolving play for me. I have PTSD with these late opt-outs. 
Scouts here from North Texas and Mississippi State. So I think, again, we wait, should probably wait until the very bitter end here mm -hmm. to figure out who's in and who's out. But we did get a huge opt-out for Iowa State. Uh, Brees Hall, star running back. Right. Guys had 20 touchdowns this year. Really, really just uh, kind of the straw that stirs the drink of Iowa State. He's out for this game. So I think that is a big blow. And also uh, kind of the way this line is moved, Pritch. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, but it's been all over the place. At one point, it was minus two and a half Clemson. It was minus two and a half Iowa State. To me, when you add it all up with the opt-out of Brees Hall and also really banking on kind of the, the direction these teams have trended lately, uh, you had Clemson, who started off struggling, has now won eight straight. Their defense is only giving up 15 points a game, whereas you look at Iowa State, one and two down the stretch kind of go in the wrong direction. And also, you know, this is a 545 game. We got a couple hours here. But if also, if Brees Hall, your star is out here, do more players trickle out? You know, will there be another shoe that drops? I'm going to go Clemson on the money line, Pritch. Uh, they have a great defense. They're going up against a team missing their best offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. Right now, you split the difference. They're on minus 115, minus 120 on the money line. So I'll go Clemson to win the game here and a strong lean to that under, like Adam mentioned. You know, Josh, I know Brent Venables is not going to be there, but Clemson, uh, I mean, their DNA is a pro style defense I mean they're going to disguise looks they're going to move around they're not going to be your conventional quarters defense that Iowa State is used to uh, so this will be interesting to see if Iowa State can adjust to that without a top premium player uh, in the backfield uh, and then on top of that too uh, Dabo he's an offensive guy and okay you had offensive line issues all year you're you're in the Cheez-Its Bowl and not the college football playoff right can you get this team motivated? Uh, I mean, I, I think all eyes are on Dabo uh, in this situation, not only current players, but also future players, whether or not they want to go to that program. Uh, I, I think all eyes are on him, and, and maybe he embraces that moment that way. I agree with you, Pritch. And kind of when I was starting to look at this game early, it was like, okay, they're off both their coordinators are out here. They've had a rough year. They're used to being in the playoff, and now you're in the Cheez-It Bowl. Maybe their heads aren't in it, or maybe they're <laughs> overlooking it, or maybe right. they're feeling sorry for themselves, Pritch. So early on, you know, weeks ago, I'm like, okay, maybe this is a spot to bet against a ranked team. But the more you look at it and the more you read the tea leaves here, I think it might flip the other way with Dabo where, hey, you're not where you want to be, but we have one last shot here to really take out all our frustrations against an opponent and, and end on a good note and kind of uh, leave a good taste in the mouth of Ungalele who struggled this year, or uh, look at the next re recruiting class and put some good uh, film on tape here. So again, a better program, the lines went back and forth. I don't think this is an obvious line move either way because it's been going back and forth. But to me, based on the opt out of, of Brees Hall and the really good defense and the way Clemson has played recently, I'm more confident going money line Clemson than I would be with buying low maybe on Iowa State. Okay, speaking of the college football playoffs, we talked about championship week. The teams are in their locations uh, preparing for the college football semifinals. Uh, Michigan and Georgia, let's start there. Let's start with the quarterback uh, uh, comparison. Stetson Bennett uh, completing 64% of his passes, just over 2,300 yards, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, you know, compare him to Cade McNamara. Right, 64% of his passes up there at Michigan, 2,400 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, four INTs. So not as many touchdown passes when you look at the comparison here. Uh, we know Michigan, they get it done uh, up front with the offensive line and a rushing attack. They do a lot of play action. Stetson Bennett, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this game, uh, whether or not his defense can hold uh, their own against that vaunted uh, Michigan front, that offensive line, and, and stop uh, the rushing attack and make McNamara throw the football. Uh, if not, if they get into a shootout, uh, you know, I think it gets dicey for Stetson Bennett. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you, Pritch. And again, I think with Georgia, you know, you don't want to get into shootouts. You want to play this great defensive game where you're not asking your quarterback to do too much. You're leaning on your defense. Uh, I think they're much more comfortable in a, you know, 20 to 14 game than they would be, a, you know, obviously like a 45 to 40 type game. Uh, so I think if you're if you're the Wolverines, you want to uh, kind of maybe turn this into a track game and kind of get the score up a little bit. Uh, try to put as many points as you can against this wanted defense. Mm -hmm. And look at these numbers, Pritch. They're pretty similar. You know, completion percentage, pretty equal, 64%. Really to me, Stetson Bennett's got more touchdowns, but he's also got more picks. He's kind of prone uh, to turning the ball over here a little bit more than McNamara. And really the way I'm looking at this line, Pritch, I still think Michigan, I'm waiting on them to see if they might fall to seven because early on, you know, it was shaping up to be a really trendy dog toward Michigan, and it still is. They're getting uh, around 65% of bets across the market. And again, 65%, that's kind of a line of demarcation for me. If you're a contrarian better, you want to be on that 35% side, not the 65% side. But also, Pritch, it looks like there might be some buyback here toward Michigan. You know, at one point, this line was trending toward eight, eight and a half. It's really sitting at seven and a half right now. And I'm seeing some seven and a halves that are juiced up more to the Michigan side, plus seven and a half at minus 115. So we got a couple days here. Let's To me, the next move is really, really critical, mm -hmm. Pritch. If we see that line go to eight, uh, the fact that Georgia's contrarian favorite and it goes further in their favor, then maybe that would give you some uh, some reason to buy low on Georgia. But to me, with the juice trending toward Michigan and a Michigan team that has kind of you know shocked a lot of people all throughout the year, I like grabbing the points here. I'm, I'm thinking about the seven and a half and hopefully seeing this thing fall down to seven. But Pritch, what's your take on this well, game? You've been a Georgia whisperer all year. I have been. I've been on Georgia all year. I think uh, they had a great chance to win the national t championship this year. Now, from a betting perspective, though, Josh, I'm going to lean with Michigan in the points. Uh, even looking at some teaser situations, too, uh, depending on what happens uh, the next few days. But uh, you're catching seven and a half points. And here's why. I think Michigan has an opportunity to dictate. I don't know if Stetson Bennett and Georgia can dictate to Michigan in that defense. Whereas Michigan, what they do, McNamara uh, interceptions are down just for all year. Uh, they're used to that type of game, dictating at the line of scrimmage with the rushing attack. Uh, that's going to be frustrating for a defensive front that wants to get after you in that passing game. Uh, all of a sudden now they have to deal with being blocked and being knocked around at the line of scrimmage. So I think Michigan has a great chance of dictating this game. Therefore, the points uh, seem like a, a nice lean right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, we kind of saw the angle that Georgia was in against Alabama. Remember, as a, as a short favorite and, you know, all the pressures mm -hmm. on them. I think you're in the same thing where the pressure's all on Georgia again as the favorite, as the, you know, the higher-ranked team. Whereas Michigan, Harbaugh can still play that angle of no one believes in us, you know, backs against the wall, that sort of thing. So kind of that motivational aspect might lean a little bit to kind of the chip on the shoulder of Michigan. And also, Pritch, one kind of thing that surprised me, you're getting some over money in this one. The total open, right. you know, 43.5, up to 45.5. Pritch, that's surprising to me because what do we think of Georgia? A great defense where they, you know, they don't give up more than, you know, seven, ten points a game. Mm -hmm. That kind of benefits you. I think if it's a higher scoring game, that's a good thing for Michigan. A lower scoring game is against them. So you're kind of having a seven and a half line freeze with Michigan, but some money to the over. Maybe that's a little feather in your cap if you want to sweat the Wolverines. Yeah, watch out for Michigan and those explosive plays too offensively. Surprising uh, in that stat. Okay, quarterback comparison with uh, Bryce Young uh, and Desmond Ritter. Uh, Ritter is about a 66 per, uh, completion percentage quarterback, 68 for Young, who's the Heisman Trophy winner. You know, if it does turn into the game that a lot of people are thinking it can turn into, Bama's laying 13 and a half. I mean, another opportunity to catch points here for Cincinnati uh, if Ritter can, can light up the scoreboard, which I think he can. I mean, you think about the secondary for uh, Cincinnati, uh, maybe they can hold their own a little bit right there, and Ritter's got to do his job offensively at quarterback.
Yeah, so obviously Bryce Young, you'll probably give him the check mark with everything, except for the rushing. Ritter, if he can rush and, you know, kind of be an X factor here in the running game, mm-hmm. that could benefit them. I mean, Prish, this is a really lopsided play toward uh, toward Alabama. I know the sports books will be rooting for Cincy. At BetMGM, 75% of bets, 92% of money is on Alabama. But I would say, why hasn't this thing gone up to 14, 14 and a half? You know, it opened 13 and a half, pretty much stayed 13 and a half. It tells me that despite that lopsided betting on Alabama, just, hey, lay the chalk with Bama. It hasn't really ticked up. Looks like a bit of a line freeze. And I also think uh, it was a funny comment, Pritch. One of the players on Alabama said, we're in the underdog role. I think someone should tell them you're favored by 13 and a half in this game. Uh, and then also, Pritch, uh, maybe some under money, 58 down to 57. Uh, could be a, maybe a lower scoring spot. Yeah, he said that because Saban's telling him that, though, right? I mean, you, you have to assume <laughs> that that's what Saban's saying uh, to get these guys uh, and their attention. I mean, that's secondary. That's the NFL secondary. Uh, that the Alabama uh, uh, football team is going to go up against. So uh, keep your eye on that situation. NFL playoffs is coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum the Sports Betting Network. Ben the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions all at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in a game you wager on, visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions, must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel like you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, the NFL playoff picture. Um, we got a team that is hot, uh, but they're not really. I mean, it's the Miami Dolphins. Everybody has an opinion on the Miami Dolphins in terms of the run that they've been on. Now, as a football team, I mean, you can only play the games that are on your schedule. Uh, and those teams are in your way, and Miami's been taking care of business. They got themselves in a playoff situation. But uh, should, we, should we ride the momentum? Should we buy the Miami Dolphins? They're catching three and a half points here uh, against the Titans. You know, offensively, it is interesting that teams cannot figure them out. Like, it's a college offense. 
They have two offensive coordinators. Uh, it's, it's working. Waddle is a wild card for sure for what they do. It's not about Tua. It's more about Waddle. But I'm watching the Saints play Miami, right, Josh? And, and I'm watching Dennis Allen, a defense coordinator who figured out Tom Brady, who's playing too high safety against a def- an offense that does not throw the football beyond 15 yards. Why are you playing too high safety? And if you look at a lot of tape on the Dolphins and the defenses that they face, it's like coordinators on the other side, they cannot figure out or understand what Miami's doing. Uh, and that's baffling to me. And I look at the college offense that Miami's running, and I'm like, it's so foreign and so strange. And you add in Waddle and what they can do with him in the backfield at slot, out wide, personnel packages. It is confusing to a lot of defenses. And I wonder if the Titans are going to have issues with it as well. Yeah, that's kind of my thought too, Pritch. And again, the Dolphins were kind of the team that surprised everyone back in the day with the Wildcat. Remember that game against the Patriots yeah. with Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams where they just ran every time and the Patriots couldn't do anything and the Wildcat kind of became a thing. So the Dolphins have kind of done this before where they've kind of changed things up and surprised some people and give them a ton of credit. Again, Flores kind of uh, just starting one and seven and now winning seven in a row. And if the playoff started right now, you're the seven seed. I mean, you really got to tip your cap to them. And again, I think the public to their detriment is holding these wins against them like you know you're beating the saints without Mm -hmm. their quarterbacks and you're beating up on these bad teams who are terrible you're beating the jets and you know all these issues here but um i think in particular with this weekend pritch i really like miami plus the hook again what i like is uh and i'm a little nervous because tennessee does have a rest advantage having played on that thursday night but the odds makers you know set this line at at three and a half it really hasn't moved off three and a half and that's important because you have about two-thirds of bets uh playing tennessee here just laying the point saying hey miami cute little win streak you got but you're beating up on bad teams whereas Tennessee had a, a primetime win uh, and anytime a team wins big in primetime as a dog they're going to get a lot of love, uh, love the next week so I think anyone watching them beat the 49ers is just going to say hey lay it again with the Titans they'll beat Tua they're not impressive but I'm fine with that Pritch I like the plus three and a half you have a lot of reasons to like it Public's all over Tennessee but the line really hasn't moved some juice is, is kind of juicing a little bit toward the Dolphins I don't know if it gets to three but uh, you know I do see a couple books plus three and a half at minus 115 and then these systems that we like Pritch uh, and Adam uh, talked about it too but uh, a dog with a low total when you're a total of only 40 and you're going to probably expect a low scoring game I think that plays right into the hands of the Dolphins and you look at these road dogs plus 7 or less they've been great this year 63 and 29 ATS 68% so I'm fine with the public dismissing the Dolphins Pritch I like them plus 3.5 this weekend Yeah, defensively I mean Miami's been outstanding really Uh, I mean uh, I know the quarterbacks again here we go with the quarterbacks that they've been playing against the offenses that they've been playing against too, but Lamar Jackson was in that mix. And, okay, Lamar Jackson is on the decline this year from injuries uh, and that roster when you look at the Ravens and what they present. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think from a defensive standpoint, you're just out there to prevent scores. Uh, and it really doesn't matter. I mean, we just saw the Houston Texans take down the Chargers, right? Uh, I think from a player's perspective, you're not looking at it as betters or fans and saying, okay, we're not playing anybody. You're looking at, okay, these are competitors that were beaten down at this point. And I think that grows your confidence, confidence as well. So you have a team, maybe hot, maybe not, maybe feeling it though, in terms of defeating the Titans here on the road. 
Yeah, and I think you hit the word, the nail on the head, Pritch, when you said confidence. Because, mm-hmm. again, do you think the Dolphins players are saying, yeah, we got a nice win streak, but we're not playing anyone, so we, we the wins don't count? No, they're getting more and more confidence, especially as a really young team. I think that's important. If you can prove that you're you're going into opposing stadiums, I don't care who's out with COVID or, or what. It's tough. And you know this, Pritch, going into an opposing, an opposing stadium and winning in the NFL. So as this confidence grows, I think that only benefits Miami. And, Pritch, you mentioned the Texans. Keep an eye on the Texans this weekend. Uh, Jimmy G is up in the air with his status with this thumb. We could see Trey Lance. We're going to have to wait this thing out. But San Francisco open laying 15 and a half against Houston. Houston is now down to getting around 12 and a half. So some movement toward Davis Mills, who if you look at his stats recently, uh, he's quietly, I mean, it was Mac Jones and everyone else in this class is terrible, Pritch. But Davis Mills, who we kind of kicked around early in the year, has put together some good starts. So uh, you get into December, you look at these double-digit dogs, especially on the road. Pretty good buy low spot. I'd look toward the Texans here plus the points. And I think if you see Lance starting there instead of Jimmy G, I think this thing falls even further. Okay, staying with the AFC in terms of playoffs, uh, Cincinnati surging. Okay, I want to point this out about Joe Burrow because I don't know if this is being uh, discussed. He's completing 70% of his passes, Josh. He's well over 4,000 yards passing. Uh, He's completing 70% of his passes. I mean, that's higher than Brady, Stafford, and all these other premium quarterbacks in the league. And he has these weapons at his disposal, too. I know they're catching four and a half points at home against the Chiefs, who everybody believes the Chiefs are back. Uh, Their defense has improved, certainly with personnel, Ingram, uh, Clark, and Jones, uh, back and Kelsey back from COVID. So you see that line movement there. But discounting the, the Bengals at home in this situation, perhaps try to win a division as well. Yeah, I think the Bengals are in a great spot, a great buy low, no one believes in us type spot. Now, you did see some movement uh, both to the total and the spread. The Chiefs open at some shops, Pritch, only laying four. Now they're up to four and a half. I see some fives. I think yesterday, a couple shops might have inched up to five and a half. I think, obviously, it's a dead number there, but you did have a little buyback, bring it back down to around five. Uh, I'm okay with that. You know, I think since he in this spot, you know, if you want to get some more wiggle room, this could be a tease opportunity. You know, if you're five up to 11, you go through seven, you go through 10. And also, Pritch, maybe... Maybe we get a higher scoring game here. You know, late in the season, I lean on a lot of unders, but both these teams put up quite a few points. Uh, the Chiefs could get some guys back off of COVID. They're averaging 28 points a game, 27 for Cincinnati. And we did see that total open around 47, 48. It's up to 50 right now. So I think if you're with Kansas City, you're kind of just jumping into the, you know, the way they're playing recently and jumping on that bandwagon. I think the buy opportunity is the Bengals, either regular points right now, mm-hmm. or maybe tease them up and give yourself a little more padding. Okay, the situation with the charges too late. Laying six and a half points at home against Denver, 45. I mean, the Chargers trying to uh, get uh, into the playoffs. I mean, that picture, uh, I think they had people fooled. And then, okay, it is, you cannot, cannot explain how they lose that game against the Texans. Uh, so I don't know where you are in terms of betting the Chargers. Josh, laying a number like this uh, against a team like the Broncos within your division, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not understanding uh, my belief anyway. I don't have that belief level uh, in the Chargers. I, I think they are one of those teams that pretended all year long, even though they got themselves in a position here. Yeah, I think these teams are, are tough to read. I feel like both teams this year, you, you expect them to play well. They don't. You, you kind of undersell them, and they play great. They're just both really hard to read. Uh, they both lost two in a row. You're hanging by a thread here in terms of the playoffs. You know, the, uh, the Chargers really need this game. You know, the Dolphins overlap them, so this is a must win. But I'm with you, Pritch. I really like Denver, you know, around yesterday, earlier in the week, because okay. they opened up getting like six, and they got down to five and a half, and I'm like, okay, key number of six. They took in some action. But I think kind of to that protocol, uh, changes of protocol for COVID, maybe some of the Chargers guys are coming back 
because we just saw today the Chargers get back up to six and a half. So mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people will tease the Chargers down. You know, it's only laying a half point here. But if you're making me pick the spread right now, I'd go Denver. It's a divisional spot. You're kind of in a lower-ish total type game. Uh, and I think with, with the Chargers, it's just hard to put your faith behind them. Yeah, Eckler and some of these other guys might come back. But I think with Denver, I'd much rather have Teddy Two Gloves than Drew Locke here, Pritch, uh, but I'm not comfortable laying the six and a half in a popular play where the public says they got to bounce back and win. I wouldn't be so sure. Yeah, how about that? Back to the uh, market insights for sure because of the fact that so many premium players are coming back from COVID. Uh, A slew of players are going to make their way back to the rosters, uh, and so that presents another opportunity for volatility, but in a different way, though. And Instead of losing players, we're going to get players back. So it's going to be interesting uh, to get your perspective on the market, your Market Insights podcast too, Josh. A lot more more in-depth information there you can catch that each and every day i appreciate it pritch i'll be real quick here college basketball i really like butler tonight everybody's on depaul butler actually opened getting a point now they flip to minus two ken palm's got him winning by three i money line butler another spot here would be uh real quick pritch uh seton hall they opened getting one now they're minus one look for these short dog to fade line moves in college basketball all right back at it tomorrow here on vsin the sports betting Net- network great job today josh a lot to get through Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck tonight. Good luck to you as well. The Edge coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.